0: the loving and affectionate personality that and not just that but they're bouncing around ducking and the play and everything that you can't fail to have your mood Mm -hmm. elevated by their antics or just by the fact that they want kisses and hugs.
1: and welcome to Stolen Our Hearts, the podcast about ferrets and other exotic pets. Today I'm talking about ferrets with my friend Laura, who has an amazing number of ferrets. So I hope you'll enjoy her story. Hi Laura, Um, so I found you when I saw a post that said you had 74 ferrets, and I just had to say hello, so would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm Laura, um, I live in Manchester, and we've currently got 85 ferrets now.
1: Yeah, upgraded um, to <laughs> September, whenever it was <laughs> <you>. a <laughs> wow. Um, And what do you do with ferrets?
0: Uh, we, uh, we breed and show, but we also take in the odd rescue, which is why we've uh, increased of late. hmm
1: so, 10 more rescues, were they? Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> ones, <laughs> that have, ones that have been found and haven't been claimed and ones that have um, been uh, unwanted babies uh, that people have bred and we've ended up taking on. Hmm.
1: Um, do you have a name, your tree?
0: Yeah, we're we're actually known as the Guild of Calamitous Intent. <laughs> uh, my, my husband chose that name because he thought with ferrets being as cheeky and as calamitous as they are, mm-hmm. that it sort of fits.
1: Definitely fits.
0: <laughs> um, so why ferrets for you? Um, I think... Ever since uh, childhood, I mean, I grew up in the country. Uh, so a lot of people, well, a lot of young lads around me had ferrets. Really? Um, because they went rabbiting. And I just was fascinated by them for other reasons than ferreting. I just, I thought they were amazing creatures that with the their ability to bend and Mm -hmm. and and just become completely floppy and but I've always had a love for predators at the same time Mm -hmm. and always admired them and always loved stoats and weasels Mm -hmm. and so ferrets were just for me that bigger version of stoats and weasels (laughs) um, living at home, my mum didn't like them, mm-hmm. and I had to wait until I moved out, uh, to get my first ferrets. And that was when I moved in with my now husband mm-hmm. when I moved in with his parents and him. And one of the first things was got a couple of ferrets. Oh my gosh,
1: that's fantastic! <laughs> um, oh no, now what was I gonna say? Um, I was gonna say. Um, did you like the Wind in the Willows? The naughty weasels in that because I really. Did you I, what,
0: I read wasn't that? really I wasn't really a fan of Wind in the Willows. I mean, no. I did read it, um, but it was it was never something that really sort of. I I was more uh, Richard Adams. Um, I liked, um, and I also liked uh, Joyce Stranger. Like Tarka the Otter and things oh. like that. And um, you know, that what watership down. No, um well, not, not particularly. They do in the very, very beginning bit uh. in, in in just the terms of the difference between what predators um you know would hunt rabbits. Mm-hmm. in in Watership Down that was about Mm -hmm. as much as it went into with with Watership Down Mm -hmm. Um, but with Joyce Stranger obviously there was um, a lot of the things with the with the otters and stuff like that Mm. Um, but yeah I think I think it was just because I grew up in the country and because we had uh, storks and weasels and stuff and used to see them quite regularly on the fields they were always something that just fascinated me Oh, uh, I'm so jealous. With the passion of just how cute they were for me. Oh, they're so cute! Um,
1: yeah,
0: unbelievably cute. I mean, I've actually got someone I know who's got a a, a pet weasel. Oh, of
1: course.
0: Um, she was uh, rescued um, as a very tiny baby before she even opened her eyes. Um, mm. but she acclimatized with him so much that she's effectively become. Uh, house pet,
1: mm-hmm. are nice, I love
0: it. she is the most amazing thing. Just oh, to see his videos and everything. Oh, it, it's one of them is the videos when you see her that they are, they make your heart want to burst in your chest mm. just with how absolutely adorable she is.
1: So, it went from seeing weasels and things out in the fields. To yeah. get me your first ferret. So, what were your first ferrets like? What was that like for you to finally get the ferrets that you wanted?
0: Well, my mother-in-law, um, she actually really likes ferrets as well, oh. and they had a cat. They actually had a cat called Ferret. <laughs> and so, because they had a cat called Ferret, we called one of our first ferrets Cat. Cat. Lovely. But Cat with a K. <laughs> um, but it, we got two rescues. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Of. they were fab they were absolutely fabulous uh but they bonded very closely with me and unfortunately it meant that they would bite my husband yeah. and Oops. that upset him a bit because he because he genuinely really loves ferrets and he always has ever since he watched beastmaster as a kid <laughs> and the two ferrets that were in beastmaster and he was absolutely enthralled with them um, so he he was quite heartbroken, really, but they were always quite nippy towards him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But always really loving and affectionate towards me. I mean, with the amount we've got now, we've got a lot that are absolute daddy's babies. That's good I'm glad he like got some real daddy's little princesses uh yeah, and he is in his element. he absolutely adores them, That's which fantastic. is a massive bonus, really. Yeah, you know, that he, that he genuinely adores them as much as I do.
1: Yeah, which, I think that's what, know, yeah, that's
0: what you want. That's what you want in a partner,
1: to have shared pet <laughs> interests. <laughs> um, so you are saying that your ferrets have a really
0: useful purpose for you. Um, yes. Yeah. Can you um, I mean, I, I, I suffer from uh, PTSD and... Uh, Quite severe depression, uh, mm-hmm. bipolar, um, that sort of stems from um, a, quite a traumatic childhood, and uh, with having autism and ADHD,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I find that the loving and affectionate personality that, uh, and not just that, but the the bouncing around, ducking. Yeah and the play and everything that you can't fail to have your mood Mm -hmm. elevated by their antics or just by the fact that they want kisses and hugs Mm. and just yeah and I mean with having so many as well we've got ferrets for all occasions <laughs> so we've got ferrets we've got ferrets that are, are literally the moment that you say hello to them are the ones that continuously duck and they can't they can't help themselves they're like the happiest ferrets you've ever met and we've got others that just melt in your hands and all mm-hmm. they want is kisses and you know just like that total affection mm-hmm. and yeah. And then we've got others that are just downright cheeky. Mm-hmm. And so so they're like literally for, it's for every different mood that you could possibly have. And and sometimes it's just a case of watching them sleep
1: mm.
0: or just having the room in complete silence. And we've got one particular one, Angus, one of our micros, and he has the cutest snoring. Mm-hmm. And his his snoring can have us all, we'll all sit here just just listening to him snoring because it is it's it's almost Disney. Yeah in how adorable his snoring is and it it can it genuinely does bring tears to our eyes we sit here just like it's just so adorable because they they genuinely
1: do yeah I can see that I've only got the three but so I'm like oh I need another one that's super cuddly now because <laughs> I cuddly one passed away <laughs> but um yeah I can definitely see how you can just sit there for hours and stare at them I do that with just three of them so it's
0: um, just watching them yeah. just watching them sleep with the tongue sticking out
1: oh my gosh that's the best <laughs> or oh, when they're dreaming
0: yeah, when they're when- yeah, little paws flapping and the, yeah. the tongues are flicking in and out. So, yeah. Oh
1: my gosh, you, what are you dreaming of?
0: Oh, so
1: good. And you were saying that you know all of these eighty-four ferrets, personalities yeah. and names and everything. The real pets. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. some people do say, "Oh, eighty-four Absolutely. ferrets," you know, as if you know them
0: all. But I believe it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we well and truly do. And they all have names and yeah every single one of them has their own they're as unique as children Mm -hmm. yeah and it's always like when people say say like well how do you tell them apart Mm -hmm. well they look different (laughs) how do you tell all your friends apart yeah. exactly they all look different they all act different that because they're not the same mm. do you ever have to pick them you know, up and double check though because
1: sometimes i have to do that with um when i've these ones visiting they're very similar I've colours. Got some
0: i've got mm. some that are si- when the sisters um mm. and i've got like a couple of uh, european pole cats who are sisters and it it can be literally when you pick them up and you you have to just look at the the very slight differences between masks mm. in just how a little bit of difference on the brick like on the nose mm. where the mask color changes or um i've got a couple of black jills who are again as sisters lilith and nadia and again with them it's the fact that you have to pick them up and one's blind in one eye
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's that you know, you know what I mean? That's yeah. literally the only difference between them two because they're, they are absolutely identical
1: mm-hmm.
0: in everything yeah. apart from one's blind in one eye.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I work <laughs> so with- if you see them from one angle, you've got to wait until one turns around. Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I work with children, and so when we have a set of twins there, it's like, okay, that one is playing with this kid that means that that is that child, like you know the difference because of what they're doing, yeah. or this one's got a freckle, <laughs> or yeah,
0: exactly. Mm. So it's yeah, just some of it's them have like got that. a very slight little, like a little, a little, uh, like white dot in the whisker mm-hmm. bed, mm. or something. Very, very minute details, but you, and, you remember, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah so um how long have you had ferrets now so since you moved out oh I don't want to age you sorry I don't want to do (laughs) no no I'm I'm, I'm 45 I'm
0: 45 in June and Uh um I've had ferrets since we're 17 Uh, it's the best yeah long time
1: (laughs) and do you have other pets as well or just the um
0: yes we have parrots, parakeets uh we've got chickens, ducks, and a couple uh, chickens, turkeys, and a couple of ducks, wow. uh, three dogs, four cats, um, a Welsh man. Well, well, a Welsh section C uh, pony. Um, mm. She's only 12 too so she's, she's not much bigger than a, than a Welsh pony. Mm. Um, and then we've got uh, four rabbits, two guinea pigs and um, yeah fin- finches it's mainly birds um you know like the mm. parakeets and everything like that but i have to get i have to remember that finches aren't parakeets so they don't go in that ta- you know category so mm. i have to remember because it's <laughs> it's normally just when it comes to sorting and feeding them and everything it's the birds yeah if you know what i mean the yeah. poultry because the the more a collective group
1: Mm.
0: As a uh, as a pause, because I mean um the poultry's my son's
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh they're my youngest sons, and he's got two pigeons as well, and then the smaller parakeets and the finches are my eldest sons, and then we've got an African grey parrot mm. um who's kind of he do, he doesn't belong to us, we belong to him. Oh. <laughs> We're, effect- we're effectively his slaves. That's kind of how he treats us. Okay. <laughs> so, but he's, he's he's older than my kids. He's twenty two. Hmm. Wow. And uh, he he has got some amazing language skills, to uh, to say the least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you saying he tells you off? <laughs> um. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He, he he's very food orientated. <laughs> And he's very manipulative with it. Um, like if if one of the one of the lads is making uh, making something to eat, and he'll be like, "What are you doing? Uh, what have you got? <laughs> Can I have some?" And then if they don't give him some as quick as he wants, then he'll actually say, "I'll tell Laura." Really. And <laughs> so they, what he's doing is he's, he's threatening to grass them up to me, because they've not given him some of their sandwich or some of their toast or something like that. But it's always I'll tell Laura. And does he so, ever tell and then, Laura? And then, and, and, oh yeah, he does. He'll be like, Laura, Laura, I'm wasting away. I'm starving. I'm starving to death. I thought the actual words so, he uses? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm wasting away. I'm starving to death.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> they are one of the um, smartest ones, I think.
0: Most oh, vocal. He, he he puts together his own sentences. Mm-hmm. He's not uh, he's not one of those parrots that will repeat words. No,
1: he's actually That's, thinking
0: about what he says. He's he's too stubborn to to behave. If if you try to get him to repeat words, he'll stare at you blankly as <laughs> though like. As literally as though I'm not some performing animal.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's took chunks out my lip. He's swung off the, uh, the filtrum of, you know, he's, he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, yeah, he's not like handleable kind of thing. (laughs) Um, in in that he does what he wants, when he wants and how he wants. Mm -hmm. And we just have to, deal with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm
1: going to come back to um, all your different pets and things but um, so I was going to ask what got you into breeding ferrets so you had your first rescues and then how did that progress into having so many and starting to breed and having so different many breeds of ferrets and
0: well it was I mean over over the years, we'd had um, a few rescues that we'd taken in that had been pregnant when we took them mm-hmm. in. Um, but at the time when my children were younger, I didn't feel that I could fully dedicate my time to full-on uh, breeding and showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't until... Uh, my children um, started uh, their A-levels in university. And so, therefore, I had my free time back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, That I felt I could dedicate the kind of time that I believed that they needed. Mm -hmm. um, Because I didn't... I wanted to make sure that I was spending... Adequate time with kids
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, in socializing, training, handling, um, as well as the time needed. Um it, it for me, I felt that it was as important to put the same amount of time in as that you would do if you were breeding a litter of puppies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um because they are to me they're very much like how much effort and time that you would dedicate to puppies and kittens. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it as being something that you can just have a litter of them and you let them do their own thing. Mm. Because if I was wanting to have these going into other people's homes, I wanted them to be as set mentally and physically Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for being able to move house and not have a traumatic experience of it and so Mm -hmm. that I could assess whether or not those people were suitable for the kind of ferret parenting that I would hope that they would get Mm -hmm. didn't want them to be the, the very much classic way that ferrets are sort of ill-treated in that, that they're just in a hutch in the garden mm-hmm. and not given that time and attention uh, that they really, really need. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the same way as you wouldn't get a dog and just lock it in the kitchen all day. Yeah, They need to have... That interaction with you and that ability to be able to bond with you and mm-hmm. um, so i didn't I didn't want any of my kids to fall to the wrong side of that yeah. so I wanted to make sure that if I bred a litter of kids and if anything happened and it meant that the right homes weren't available for them as with what's happened with lockdown mm. um that i would be in a position to keep that litter yeah so
1: but and what... mm. i, I gonna... have
0: done I've, <laughs> I've 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 kept i've kept more than i should do
1: okay but that,
0: that's me that that's me bonding with more kits than i plan to Mm -hmm. um and then I've had kids that have bonded with me and then I thought I can't you know what I mean when they've just Mm -hmm. they've decided they wanted to stay and then yeah I couldn't (laughs) that's my excuse anyway I'd be like that (laughs) oh so what gave you the idea I'm sticking with it (laughs)
1: Mm. what gave you the idea to breed in the first place like um what gave you the idea to breed in the first place um because most people don't I I assume I used to I used to breed um
0: I I did used to breed and show dogs Mm. um but um my spine um has really took some toll and so running around an arena with Mm. dogs was Certainly not something I could keep up with anymore. No, and that looks like hard work. For I you. actually, I actually stopped breeding dogs twelve years ago. Um, I have a, I have an interest in genetics and mm-hmm. and and how uh, color predictions and things like that, and that wanting to improve health wise and 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 make sure I was breeding healthy mentally well adjusted mm. and wanting to keep my own line.
1: Mm, they're good reason. You know, like
0: keep <laughs> my own family line kind of thing. Mm, I like that. Um so how difficult is it to breed? Um it, it's a lot of time for me it's a lot of time um in the planning um in making sure that uh like the pedigrees are the right are the right balance um so that you're not you're inbreeding coefficient yeah. uh percentage is ex- you wanting to make sure it's extremely low um it's it for me it's not just a case of like breeding kits just to sell as pets mm-hmm. I'm breeding for essentially, first first and foremost, for myself for what mm-hmm. I'm planning to keep. Um, so I spend a lot of time looking at the pedigrees and looking at what colour predictions they are um, because I know what I would, what I'm hoping to achieve from it. Mm. Um, so, you know, for myself to keep. And then obviously you'll get a litter and the percentage of colors doesn't come out the way that you hoped it does and you still end up keeping some because personality wise Mm. some of them win you over and I have a particular love for for sables Mm -hmm. for the for the pole cat sable and I I know a lot of people are very much drawn to silvers and lilacs and you know but for me I love a sable Mm. absolutely love a polecat you know a proper polecat sable there's nothing more classically beautiful than the traditional polecat sable
1: Mm.
0: I really admire them (laughs) yeah we don't have (laughs) them here
1: we don't have them here so it's very sad but (laughs) just stare at them on the internet instead (laughs) Mm. um so would you recommend that anyone starts to breed like who would you who do you think should be the kind
0: of person who breeds like what makes a good breeder someone who's conscientious about about what lines they're breeding from knowing the background and the history mm-hmm. of of the ferrets that they're breeding um, having the time and the money to dedicate to them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and certainly not seeing them as being a way of making money. Because mm-hmm. um, you don't, think you? No. No. If you're doing it properly, you don't make any money. Yeah, because you fact, have to do all the vet stuff and the food and the, the cages. And... Always being negative. Yeah. In fact, if you're doing it properly, it should terrify you <laughs> to even think about ever trying to work it out, how much you spend on them. <laughs> because, yeah, sorry, that uh, Even just the thought of that, when I've just thought of the fact that we must spend about a few hundred pound a month just on mm-hmm. food yeah that, and that's just just food uh-huh. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not all the bedding, that's not vet bills, that's uh-huh. not you know all the flea treatments, the worming treatments, and yeah everything else that comes on top of that Or when they push a ball out of a cage and you, the amount of times you've got to buy new bowls glass <laughs> bottles, yeah. You always you always need a stock of extras, mm. you know, and, and the amount of carriers you need, new cages, and when you go into shows, you need um, cages that you're going to take to shows with you, and then you need more cages that you're going to mm. take to shows with you. Um, the costs involved, it's a hobby and a passion. Yep. Yeah. Not anything you can ever make money out of. Yeah, not a business. business. And if you go into it thinking you can make money out of it, then you've really not thought it through. Mm -hmm. On sorry, you've gone muted. You've muted. Sorry, you've. I can't hear you. There should. There's never a cheap way Mm. to feed ferrets um or house them properly you should anyway. always want yeah you should always want the best for them
1: i mean you could have them cheaply bred and abuse them and never take them to a vet and you could do that but why would you ever do that
0: well if you're yeah and it, it'd also be ex- not just morally wrong, but legally wrong as well. True. You, you know, you take when you take on any animal, whether you're breeding or as a, you know, a, a, or as a pet and companion, your responsibility to that animal for its life and mm. well-being, welfare is legally your responsibility.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying because I know – oh, you're frozen. And then we had some technical difficulties. And i will got it back. Come back on. It has come back on. This is good. Okay, sorry yeah. about that. Um, no, it's right. I don't know what happened there. Um, but something I was going to say was that there are breeders around here who – do it in the most horrible way like it's just like mesh pit basically that they put their ferrets in and then they just chuck them in there they breed whoever they want and never take them to a vet and then they sell them all at six weeks old and it's just horrific so it's like don't do that (laughs) what's my point not that you're doing that I'm just to anyone listening oh let's pause again sorry it's paused and now I can't
0: hear you oh there we go It, it it's just that, that there are still people um over here who morally and legally don't understand um the responsibility that they mm. have towards the animals and yeah, yeah they, they, that that they still see ferrets as being a very throw away sort of pet that they can Mm. pick up for for nothing or for a fiver (laughs) and at the end of the ferreting season just get rid and they can always just get some more yeah when they you know come to come to ferreting again and there are those who do do ferreting who are extremely responsible for the that. ferrets that they've got and mm. very passionate about, about the welfare of their ferrets.
1: Yeah, they're and, working, and but they're also pet. loved.
0: Yeah. 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 But yeah, there are I've those seen. who keep them as pets who are just as... I think I think in both worlds, whether it's in the hunting world or the pet world, there are those who genuinely love and care for their animals. Mm and those who just undervalue, yeah. Mm. to put it polite. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Um, So talking about something that I value, um, I'm extremely interested in the fact that you have angoras and micro ferrets because they're definitely something we do not have here in Australia. I mean we sometimes get sort of dark looking ferrets, they're not polecat looking but sort of dark and so that's not as exotic but micro ferrets and angoras please tell me about
0: those so like so interesting oh uh, the micro ferrets um first came about was a friend of mine has has got micro ferrets and mm. just uh, a friend of mine had well has got micro ferrets and i went to go and buy a cat. Intake and, of breath because uh, there's
1: micro ferret. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's
0: so this tiny. is this is banding, and as you can see, very, very little. <laughs> That's a boy, um, yeah. Oh he, my goodness,
1: he's been last year! Oh my gosh, his little face,
0: and oh. he, he's like the size of your hand, <laughs> and the. When I went to, I went to his house to uh, pick up a pole cap, and that's when I saw my first micro ferrets in, in, you know, in person and I just fell in love. To mm. me, they were like, they were ferrets that were the same size as stoats and, yeah. you know, and weasels. And that was it. I was absolutely hooked and i've now got about 22 gosh of the little little micros. oh my
1: gosh i'll need photos of that later but just share with people because it's ridiculous (laughs) so
0: cute my my husband absolutely adores the micro ferrets um so so much so that that there is little babies and they all live in the house. Okay, that's good. He absolutely is terrified of the idea of putting any of them outside. I know lots of people who do keep them outside quite quite well, but he's terrified of having any of them outside because they're tiny little babies and he prefers to have them in the house Mm -hmm. where he can see them and they can see him. oh I like that' well, kind of
1: all in the living room <laughs> that's great do they play in the house too yeah mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah like ar- around the around the sofa and we've got loads of toys that are just ran- randomly yep. about mm-hmm. the, yeah that like my house yeah. everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> They kind of literally just ferret toys scattered everywhere, and and tubes, and yeah, and then they go under (laughs) the sofa, and just have to wait for
1: them. They act exactly like other ferrets, just tiny. Yeah, Yeah,
0: just faster. Oh gosh, faster. (laughs) They, 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 yeah, they, they can, they can move like grease lightning. The little ones, they really can. Um. There's some they're somewhat cheekier I, I, I find mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because but I, I think that they develop that cheekiness because they can get away with more because of how adorably cute they are. <laughs> it's probably learned behavior, so, yeah. <laughs> so they so they know I, I know that I think I think ours become far more manipulative. <laughs> because they know they can very very easily get us to do things like especially when you're having your tea and we're having (laughs) salmon and then they all just sit there and and they sit and they I swear they're batting their eyelids at you and then that's it half my tea's gone (laughs) because I've gone round giving them all salmon Uh (laughs) (laughs) 22
1: portions yeah
0: (laughs) yeah oh
1: and so have I got it right? The micro ferrets were created by just breeding two small, like small ferrets together until they got really small. Like
0: yeah, I mean it's it's just selective breeding. Okay. Um just in the same way as like with the Angora ferrets or mm. or with breeding for colour. It it's it's literally down to selective breeding over time um and just choosing. Uh, ferrets that were small, but not runts,
1: mm.
0: not bre- not breeding from runts and not breeding from ones that, um, you know, had suffered from malnutrition. So therefore had stunted growth. Yeah. But just naturally smaller, healthy ferrets. Mm. Just in the same way as in Russia, there are some ferrets that are coming that, that. Are absolutely enormous and are nearly full of kilos. Oh my gosh,
1: they should become mega and ferrets.
0: This one's <laughs> like. They are, you can really see they're quite a lot heavier in the face, mm. a lot bulkier looking, um, a bit more otter like. Mm. And they have really big, big standard ferrets. And that's just because they are bred really big ones to really big ones Mm. and just continued to breed the big ones with big ones and so therefore created larger and larger and just in the same way with micro ferrets it was breeding you know selectively breeding small ferrets with small ferrets and then over time developing that sort of rounder face Mm. selectively breeding the ones that have that sort of more teddy bear sort of features to the face mm, um, type <laughs> so mm. they, they've got that um perpetual sort of kit look yeah in that they've got that smaller heads and and that round, rounder you know features mm. to them so that They're a little little bit more quiet. you know what I mean? They're they're, they're definitely that Japanese cute, (laughs) as as my eldest son calls them all the time. They're very (laughs) Japanese cute ferrets.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I can see that. Um, And the angoras, they're called angoras because they've got the long fur, like the angora goats and the angora rabbits, so they called it angora as well. Okay. Yeah yeah you can't like um, I don't know do they have to be specially looked after because of heat or anything special for them um no not not particularly
0: oh it's frozen again they can get you know sorry can bedding. you say that
1: again because it froze
0: um, Sorry, they're keeping the bum areas clean yes. um sometimes with just with them being longer haired. Um right. but they, they they tend not to they don't get matted. Okay. Um so, so the, they don't get sort of that matty sort of fur to them. Um mm. they are a bit more dopey. Yeah. Definitely, definitely more 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 <laughs> a dopey sort of ferret. Wow.
1: Okay. okay. So, oh, I was looking. And is yeah,
0: it true that they've there... got a different nose than other normal friends? Yeah, with the angoras, they've got a, a sort of a cleft to the nose. Oh, yeah, that's it. So, like with Toyota, you can he has got like a a little bit of a sort of a hairier sort of nose. Yeah. To him, he's got like a little tuft of hair on the corner of his nose. Some of them have got um a more uh prominent sort of you know cleft to the nose mm-hmm. than others um there are a lot of breeders now who are trying to breed a more perfect nose to them um so that that you know the breathing's better
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and healthier because some of them can be a little bit sound like the snotty because they've mm-hmm. got like hairy noses basically oh. and it's just the way it's just the way that they sort of sound when they breathe um but i definitely find with the angoras that temperament wise they seem somewhat more dopey <laughs> de- definitely def- definitely more kissy lick- aren't you yeah.
1: so less They're devious de- than Normal
0: photos. Um, My photos are so devious, so <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like
0: they plan things out and well, they're just a bit <laughs> floppy. <laughs> yeah, they they just kind of yeah, melt mm. and Aww.
1: flying on your shoulder there, that's adorable. Okay, just stay there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, so it's like, like a floppy. scarf.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he'll quite happily just lie there as long as he's having his belly tickled. He'll just lie there, Toyota, to just happy as oh anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then back to so
1: the
0: scene. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He'll climb inside your mouth, him. Like, you know, oh. like. <laughs> <laughs> he's teeth, he yeah He's very bizarre. He thinks he's a dentist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh that's so cute. He, he, he'll literally he'll try and, he'll try and kiss your tonsils if he can. Because he's just so kissy aren't you? Yes, yes. yes.
1: Very, very cute. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Just a big one. <laughs> oh so um are there like book-
0: Sorry, what were you going to say? I, I, I've currently, I've started when they start when they molt. I've um, started uh, collecting up the the fur. That was um, going to be a question. Yep. Because my my sister, um, she she actually breeds Angora and Nigora goats, oh. and she breeds them for the fiber, and the which which she spins herself. And so I've been collecting up all the Angora fur so that my sister can spin it for me so I can have a jumper knitted out of uh, the Angora ferret spur. <laughs> that would be interesting. Hmm. It's to be a product for the it will, future. Well, <laughs> it, it is lovely and soft. It okay. is very lovely, really soft fur. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'd have a, a, a ferret jumper. <laughs> wow.
1: Is that going to be, like, the first ferret jumper in all of the world, do you think, or... <laughs>
0: We've seen others. Well, like you know, I know people have done it with with dog hair. Uh, I have where seen the band that is knitted out of the dog hair and uh, or cat hair and, and things like that. I just yeah, i just thought I'd, I'd start collecting collecting up the hair and and have a jumper made. Definitely so worth that. a go. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, hello. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the black, one of the oh, black ferrets. So cute. This is, this is Nolan. And yeah. are they yeah.
1: more um have they been bred with real polecats as in the species polecat, not the color polecats? Yeah. 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 Does that make um, them more
0: solitary or anything? Or? um no, it's it's literally just down to the selective breeding. Um okay. You get some some that are sort of more docile than others, and um, and are more, you know, like ferrets everywhere, mm. like, <laughs> climbing up the back of the sofa. Um, that some are, some are more social than others, and um, certainly with the hybrids, um, I have found um, that they're quite they are quite social. Uh, I've got a couple of my pure pole cats who are definitely uh, more solitary mm. uh, but um, with the jills with the I bring them up from a very young age with ferrets and sort of socialise them just like you would do with dogs uh, yeah. with puppies in socialising them with, with others mm. uh, that that they become more acclimatized to to be more social, uh, but the hobs they're definitely definitely more solitary, mm. um, especially if they're uh, they're entire,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, quite obviously they're they're more powerful than just your normal ferret. Yeah, um, they've got. Very, very strong, powerful jaws. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I know. Yeah, um, we're rescuing as well. Um, Yeah, I've had I've had a few chomps where they've gone through my thumb, Mm -hmm. Um, and they can quite easily sever tendons in your fingers and things like that. But I think once you have a close bond with a pole cat, it it is just it's it's more special than when you have a bond with a ferret Mm. Um, because with a polecat the the levels of respect that you have to give them Mm. for them to even want to interact with you and so therefore I think when they do decide that they like you Mm -hmm. you genuinely feel very special, and you do genuinely feel very chosen
1: mm.
0: um, in in just how special they make you feel when when they do choose you.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, because yeah, I've got got a couple of pole cats, and uh, well, a couple of pole cat males, and one of our males he was um, three year old when I got him, and I actually went to get two micros. And I was offered him um, as I'd picked him up to, to 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 handle him, and just as he was saying, "Would you like him?" He literally took a great big chomp into my neck. Oh my gosh! And and he solidly had hold of mm. me by the side of my throat, and I was instantly in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> Ferret people things. <laughs> oh. I, I, you know, I was I, I was gently prying him off my neck while going, I love him, he's amazing. And that was it, I brought him home. And when I would develop the bond that I've got with him, it it is absolutely, he is, Bruce is just, he's just my baby. He really is. When he rolled over and let me tickle his tummy, for the first time, I cried. Yeah, I felt, <laughs> I felt so accepted that he'd gone, go on then, you can tickle my belly. Yeah. And I felt I felt so privileged that he <laughs> let me tickle his belly. Whereas with a ferret, you can turn them over and tickle them on the belly and they're just like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. But with a pole cap, they have to invite you to do it. Mm-hmm. They're very much, I think the difference between a pure pole cap and a ferret is the same difference as you would have between a wolf and mm. a dog. Yeah. Well, that's basically what they are. Like the comparison, isn't it? Yeah. And that and the mm-hmm. hybrids are exactly the same in the in the a wolf hybrid and a polecat hybrid. They can be, you know, more polecat, or they can be more more ferret, mm. just depending on what you know what side they've thrown to. Mm. So I was just having to rescue my dog <laughs> from uh, one of the ferrets. Oh. <laughs> he was fast um, asleep, and he was about to have one jump on his head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um what's it like having eighty-four ferrets? Is it chaos, or do you have a routine? Or um
0: um it's organized chaos. Okay. Yeah, I would genuinely say it was organized chaos because. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. We, we have a routine where feeding and cleaning and everything else is concerned, but ferrets themselves, they are organised chaos. Mm. They will always get up to as much mischief as they possibly can mm.
1: and get into
0: as much things as they shouldn't do, uh, trash things. Um, yeah,
1: they, mm. they
0: they will, you know yeah every day every day is a different day but the same Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's the same chaos and the same acceptance of chaos (laughs) (laughs) in an organized way Mm -hmm. um so
1: where i can see that you've got some cages inside but where do most of them live like what's
0: that like um we've got a, a a large ferretry outside um well for people who which, don't know, what is a ferret tree like? Uh, I mean, it, a... a ferret tree or, or a or a a ferret court um is basically just we've got a, a sort of a large um sort of Avery type enclosure mm-hmm. um which has got um the um separate separate hutch accommodations on either side. And mm-hmm. then the large enclosure area, uh, all all under roof, basically, um, where they've got all the pipes and toys mm-hmm. and everything all in the middle so that we can open up butches and let out groups of ferrets yeah. so they can all basically run riot. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, yeah, and have the have the big play times with the pipes and toys mm-hmm. and everything like that. Mm. But yeah, in a, in a in a safe in a safe way where they're mm. sort of contained. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they will if they can find if, ferrets are are amazing escape artists. Yes, and if they can find a hole or any way of getting out somewhere and and generally causing mischief, mm-hmm. they will. <laughs> absolutely it's, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty much guaranteed that if you don't keep an eye on them they will find some way of creating as much mischief or fun mm-hmm. in, in ferret language yes as they possibly can
1: <laughs> yeah I, I can't imagine I've got three so like the amount of mischief mine get up to <laughs> I can't imagine them with 84 it's- it's amazing (laughs) though i guess they are contained in the aviary, so that's good um how big is the avery
0: like the play area um it's oh gosh hang on (laughs) it's centimeters or inches let me think it doesn't matter um 15 foot by 20 foot that's a really good Uh, Mm. but I'm currently waiting to get my 15 foot with five foot cattery back off my youngest son Mm -hmm. he's currently got he's currently got his two pigeons and his bantam hens Mm. in my cattery so and I'm waiting for him to move those into my kennel block Mm. so that I can have the (laughs) cattery for the ferrets great
1: so we have two then or we have um well, that that'll be flavor. for my
0: castrated males mm. and uh, retired females. I'll be going into the big cattery building mm. as as um, a gelled group, so a group mm. that I can get li- get living together that are, that are happy together. Um, and Thanks then so speaking there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But playtime—they're all yeah. they're all starting to wake up now. Mm. <laughs> Midnight, playtime. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that sounds um, like a really useful thing. So do they have, is it undercover or does do
0: they have natural weather? Yeah, yeah, weather? It's, like, it's, all, it's all, yeah, it's all undercover. Mm. Um, so that if it's chucking it down or any, you know, if it's pouring with rain or snowing, then it doesn't mean that they can't come out because it's all, you know, sheltered and everything, mm. so that I can sit out there as well. Yeah. So being in being in Manchester, um, it's well known for the amount of rain that we get.
1: Yeah, even I know uh, that. And I'm
0: so <laughs> I definitely, definitely definitely need it to be undercover
1: mm.
0: so that I can spend as much time out there without the weather impeding me. Hmm. so that i can sit out there with them without you know perfect. without weather weather restrictions <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. it does really sound perfect um so i was going to ask one last question so what's your best advice you could give to um other ferret owners parents
0: um if, if any of if the work for a first time ferret owner do as much research as you possibly can mm-hmm. visit uh if you can uh, visit a few rescues so that yeah. you can actually genuinely get to see um what adult ferrets behavior wise uh, are like um, but also to be able to see if you you know a lot of people they'll they'll get ferrets um without doing not just the research, but without actually meeting Mm. groups of ferrets for any more than meeting someone taking one for a walk. Yeah. And if they get a ferret and then you know, within a week it's like they can't cope with the smell. Yep. Or you know, but it to me it's no different than having a cat with a litter tray. Mm -hmm. You know if you don't clean a litter tray out, it, it's a litter tray itself will smell.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, male ferrets do come into musk um, in in the spring, and some people, myself myself included, love the smell of a an in of, a, of a, an in season hob when they're in rut. <laughs> um, but then again, I love the smell of horses and I love the smell of cows. Some mm. people really don't like the smell of cl- of cows. Um, it, it's it's each to their own. But I mean, you can have male ferrets castrated and, yeah. or with the implant, and that vastly reduces that sort of natural uh, musky odor. Um And same with female ferrets. You can have them implanted or you can have them spayed. Mm. Um, but it it's make sure you meet properly meet and go to rescues or go to breeders houses and and genuinely see the ferrets in the in the in that environment yeah rather than away from home where you won't be seeing you know the the actual sort of living conditions that mm-hmm. ferrets create for themselves <laughs> shall we say and um, in how they, they will you know you can have a litter tray for them and some can be fabulous and be amazingly litter trained and others will sleep in the litter tray and poo everywhere else or sleep in a pooey litter tray some of them
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's rolling in it, it oh why yeah.
0: mainly, mainly boys that do that but
1: yeah
0: you know, you, you, you yeah, <laughs> they're, they're as vastly different as children are. Mm. Right. But I, I can guarantee that nearly all of them have got ADHD. Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. It, I, w- I would say more than anything is is definitely definitely don't just go by what one breeder or one one owner says about ferrets meet as many as you can Mm. speak to as many breeders and keepers as you can and try and get as much information and it will never be enough true
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 10 years later still
0: learning and you're still learning too yeah but For for me, from my point of view, I genuinely find them the most fascinating, enthralling, amazing creatures that can show you so much love Mm. and be so insanely manic all (laughs) at the same time. Mm. And they keep you on your toes. They do. (laughs) if they're not nipping them mm. <laughs> that's keeping on them
1: yep. <laughs> okay laura oh thank you very much i will no find your links and things and yeah thank you for that so interesting you're welcome <laughs> bye bye thank you laura for joining me um apologies for those few technical difficulties we had i don't know what was happening with the internet um but we finished our conversation so that's nice so here are some useful lessons from laura micro and angora and giant ferrets exist breeders have to be responsible it takes a lot of work and money you can both love your ferrets and work with them ferrets help your mental health ferrets are predators it is important that your partner also likes your pet having 84 ferrets is organized chaos Laura's advice is to do as much research as you possibly can before you get your first ferrets. And that's where I come in. I'm doing some group trainings for brand new ferret owners and you will find out more information if you message me on Facebook or on Instagram or you send me an email at stolen our hearts podcast at gmail.com. I will talk to you next week.